The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. You know, actually, people who are looking for specific advice ought to keep listening to this show. Absolutely. Because we have the A-team here. Rhonda <laughs> Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. She is absolutely one of our top guests. Thank you for saying that. We can not, not that the other people aren't very good. No, you know, like they are Brock, good. Brock Emmons, you know, he's, he's kind of all right when we have him on. But, but I love talking to Rhonda because we talk about... Everything. In, yeah, interior decorating. Sometimes we get outside. Right. But we do a lot of talking that's minor things. I consider them minor, like paint or accent. I can uh, even they, answer a few plumbing questions if you need you to. You can? I can, really. All right. Yeah. Rhonda Benvy, the plumber. <laughs> and help me run the interiors. But we also talk about the big things, like taking out a wall. Exactly. And, and you know, taking a chainsaw and just cutting through two befores. Right. And making your home make sense. Exactly. Okay. I just want to say hello to my new sidekicks. They toured the station with me. A little earlier, my granddaughters, Audrey Kate, who was five, and Clara Jane, who was three, both of them going on fifteen or sixteen. They're hey, very, Audrey. Hey, Clara. They are. They are so sweet. Aww. They rode up with me in the alligator, and I don't want anybody <laughs> to correct them. Don't even. Don't even say that. So, I love it. So, uh, hey, kids. Uh, we also are going to have sidekick Harrison probably. Uh, checking on uh, checking on him at the North Carolina Wine Festival at the Cocoa Booth Amphitheater, but most of this hour is just Rhonda. It's just me today. Okay, that's where fine. is everybody? I probably got that cold. Everybody's got going around, right? Well, we've arranged for Brock to occasionally have uh, a full weekend with his wife. There you go. It's a, it's a good thing. It's that not a, a bad good thing. thing. Um, but how are things? How's your business? Business is booming. You know, yeah. Raleigh's booming. What can you say? I mean, we still have, I think I think the average is what they're saying, 100 uh, people a day mm-hmm. are moving into this area. And That's it, crazy. Know, everybody watches the national news about real estate <clears throat> and, and retail and, and inflation and everything mm-hmm. and uh, bond prices. And they, they get kind of a down perspective. Right. Homes are local. This whole real estate, home buying and all that stuff, that's very local. Yes. We can be in a boom and the rest of the country. Exactly. Uh, I even flat. felt that in 2008. You know, I felt like that we weren't as bad mm-hmm. as a lot of a lot of areas were for sure. Uh, yeah. I didn't miss a beat in 2008. Really? Mm-mm. I really didn't. Well, a, a lot of people are moving from other places and coming here. Right. And they're calling on you to do what services? Oh, everything. If you think about, there's a lot of people that are coming here. I would say a lot of the new people I've had that moving from the area are mm-hmm. either coming from California. They're also coming from like New Jersey, New York. They're also coming from, you know, like the middle of the country, you know, north middle, like Michigan, you know, that type of thing. And what I am finding is a lot of people are bringing nothing with them, like nothing. In (laughs) other words, the cost to move 
you know, their furniture. I have one client to say, you know, I had my furniture for 15, 20 years, right. and they wanted $60,000 to move it. She was just like, nah, I'm just going to get new furniture, right? Yeah, I get, yeah. You know, and I, so I don't much blame her. So she just kind of sold everything, and they start fresh. And so that that's great now. You know, now furniture's, you know, the average furniture's taken, you know, 8 to 12 weeks to come in. Oh, it is. Yeah, like upholstery furniture when you do custom upholstery furniture. Whereas, you know, during the pandemic, it was taking a year. Yeah. You know, so I know we had problems, you know, during, you know, all of that. But um, so not having furniture was a problem then, but not so much now. You know, people can survive eight to 12 weeks without a sofa if they need to. Well, the other thing is if you're moving to North Carolina, you may not realize that there are furniture manufacturers here. Yes. You're still so waiting, though. You're still waiting, but you're not <laughs> waiting with stuff on a shipping container exactly. arriving from Shenzhen, exactly. China. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're not ordering from a place you can't pronounce. Exactly. Like all my upholstery lines are made here in the good old USA. They are? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You also do, for people who are in their home, and they love their home, and they're going to stay in their home. Right. You do some evaluation of the livability of the home. Exactly. So anything from you've already bought your home and you mm-hmm. want to come in and, you know, maybe they want to remodel it. So they want some advice. Can we yeah. take this wall down? You know, can you reconfigure this whole space? We're gutting it. Yeah. You know, so I have a program, you know, where I can draw out their space and see my vision for it and yeah. be able to share it t- with them and just like on hgtv you can see it in 3d you can yes. walk around in it you know all that good stuff do the pieces move when you do yeah. this yeah <laughs> like, all right how about these cabinets Ooh, zoom exactly the picture I so like we that. can move we can move it all around so you know you've got that and then you know some people are starting from scratch they come here and buy a yeah. piece of land and right. build a house i'm telling you when you're building a house the best thing you can do is have your architect, your builder, and your designer all together at one time. Really? Yes, because you're going to get the best possible plan ever. Because all of us are looking at things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, a builder is thinking, can we put, you know, is that wall going to work there? Or, you know, how much is this going to cost? That's usually the builder's job. You know, right. like, if you do this, it's going to be cheaper. If you do this, it's going to be more expensive. Right. You know, yeah. an architect is yeah. looking about the overall design of the house, mostly on the outside, where the walls can go. How can it be engineered? I'm looking at, well, mm-hmm. is the furniture going to fit right in that room? Mm-hmm. Maybe the window needs to be moved. Maybe the door needs to be moved. This would be a little bit better flow. You know, so we're all looking at different things. So when you get those three minds together, yeah, ooh, you got something good going on. Because I'm seeing things they're not and vice versa. Right. Right? You know, so you, you just, it's just a good thing. I have had so many people who are on this show who mentioned just offhand, oh, yeah, by the way, we can do these things so that you can age in place. Absolutely. And it's amazing to me that builders have not, in some cases, caught on to the fact that there's nothing wrong with making a house initially that works well for people who are, you know, 
they've got an injury or they're in a wheelchair exactly or they can fit they need to fit through a wider door you exactly. know it's not because of people like me who gain weight but it has more to do with you know, getting the handicap accessibility. You know, if you think about the, all the neighborhoods that are coming up around here that are for the 55 and older, yeah. you know, if you've ever gone to look at those, they do have that. You know, they have the doors that are handicap accessible yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's just a smart, smart thing to do if you're building a house and you, no matter if you're like, this is going to be short term or long term. I would think that it would even help the sellability of it later on down the road if people are thinking about it. Well, yeah, I, I the, you know, grab bars is a good example. Yes. If you have a lot of grab bars, then it, the whole thing looks like okay, it's hospital. Set for, yeah, yeah, it's a setup for a hospital. If on the other hand, if you have one or two near the shower or in the shower, mm-hmm. you have prevented the circumstance which sometimes comes up. Yes, where. Gosh, now I need a grab bar. Right. And those are devilishly hard to install in a shower that exists without tearing things up. So I'm going to tell everybody right now listening to this show, if you are building a house, even if you're 25 years old, Mm -hmm. have them to go ahead and block the walls for grab bars. Right. If you build in a house, take a video of every, (laughs) every... wall before drywall goes up yeah so you know where everything is so as soon as the plumbing's done as soon as the electrical's done right before insulation goes in yeah just take a video of the whole house it's slow video right so you know where your plumbing lines are your electrical lines are every you know your drain lines everything Mm -hmm. so that if something comes up you're like oh can't do that maybe they wanted to do a medicine cabinet later on down the the, the line right yeah. well guess what your yeah. drain pipe you know from upstairs is going slap <laughs> down the middle of that you can't do it but well you, you can know, try you, you know. try but then you open the wall and you go oops we can't do that and you got to fix the wall and you still didn't get what you wanted or right you drill through and hit the drain pipe you know <laughs> exactly bad thing. exactly you know so you know knowing where all of that stuff is is always a good idea but blocking yeah um you should explain what it is blocking is where they go ahead you you know how your your studs run vertically yes they do. blocking they're taking those two by fours and they're going horizontally between the studs yeah. at a height that is correct for grab bars right so that later on down the line you decide you know grandma's going to come and live with you right right and this bathroom we need some grab bars for grandma sure right you know it's already there so when they drill they're drilling into wood right right and it's going to be sturdy if you're drilling in you can't do drywall screws you can't no it's not gonna hold so if grandma fail that grab bar is going to go right with her and and all the tile off the wall as well Well, so you need to go into wood and that's why the grab bars are there and a good builder will be able to tell you a good construction person it the height depends on what it is is it all shower is it all tub right right. you know that type of thing oh it does Mm -hmm. it matters Mm -hmm. see i've seen blocking between studs with a wide piece of wood yes and probably that's a better thing yes you take a a, the quality Mm -hmm. of wood like a uh like a, a truss right and you put it on, so you just need to scrap. You need to fit it between the scrap. two, two exactly. before's. And you put it in, you take a picture of it, exactly. you measure it, and down the line, somebody can go ahead and find it. Exactly. I, I yeah. talked to so many people who do bathrooms, and they say, 
no, I cannot install grab bars. Yeah. And so this- if you, you know, it, like even if you sell your house later on down the road, share that video with the new people share it with them you know tell them that it's there even if you don't put them in i don't know why bathroom doors are so narrow what do people think i have measured the whole thing in my bathroom and we've got a conundrum i'll I'll tell Mm -hmm. you about it in just a little bit uh the conundrums are are interesting to talk about we've got uh, Rhonda benvy plumber of help me Rhonda interiors uh we're going to hear from uh i think sidekick harrison who's at the uh, North Carolina Wine Festival, coming up in just a moment on WPTF and making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, making your home great. We'll check in now with Sidekick Harrison at the Wine Festival. How you doing? How's it going? We're, we're all right here. You've got the excellent, excellent place to be. Not that you're imbibing while you're having to do radio call-ins. We would not want that at all. But what a great place yeah, to be. Um, it's really fun out here. It's great and beautiful weather. There's music. We have a Dave Matthews tribute band. Yeah. Oh, cool. Not to mention just a ton of local places where you can get <laughs> amazing wine from here in North Carolina. Some breweries as well and some um, liquor, too. Really? Of course, you have to be an adult. Well, of course you do, and you have to behave like one. But you yes, can, yes. but you can do wine taste. And is there is there any food out there? Yes, um, it is actually sponsored by Alpaca, Ooh. which is a Peruvian chicken place. If nobody's ever been there, yeah, they're handing out free samples for everybody. Peruvian chicken. Yeah, I wonder if they're shaped differently than American chickens. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, chicken's chicken. We'll find out. We'll find it. Well, that's great. Um, now you're at the Cocoa Booth Amphitheater. Um, is it yes, a big? Is it a big event? You're spread way out. Oh yeah, it pretty much takes up the entire venue. Since, wow. as far as I can see, the lines are crazy, so there's not really many people walking around because everybody's right. waiting in lines for samples. Right. Um, there, there's a Dave Matthews tribute band playing live music for everybody. Right. Um, it's beautiful out here. They have a 360 selfie booth that you can go to, which is really interesting. I've never seen anything like that. What is a 360 selfie? Um, it's like a regular selfie, but it spins around you. Wow. So it, it captures your entire body. It's the Bill Nye the Science Guy thing. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. All right. You well, know, Harrison. Funny. I yeah. actually saw somebody dressed like Bill Nye five minutes ago. <laughs> Well, maybe he actually did. That's a Halloween costume for for later. All right, Harrison, thank you. All right, anytime. Take care. We're going to hear from you and maybe Chris Edwards in the next hour. Enjoy yourself. I will. Bye-bye. All right. In making your home great, we've got Rhonda Benvy Plumber of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. My quandary. Okay. I want a walk-in shower. Right. But they built the bathroom. This is the main uh, what do you call it? Master. Mm-hmm. Bath. They used to call it master. And that's primary now. Primary. It's uh-huh. Politically incorrect. But in that master, sorry, primary, mm-hmm. the door, of course, is narrow. Mm-hmm. And there's not more than two or three inches on either side of the door frame. So making the door bigger right. 
would probably involve cutting some real estate off the vanity mm-hmm. or some real estate off the shower area, which is now mm-hmm. a tub. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. what. Maybe I'm just stuck. Right. So, you know, I have a full construction team. Sure. Right. And so we are converting a lot of tubs to showers. You are? Yes. Okay. So it would be kind of, you know, just getting out there and, and seeing it, mm-hmm. you know, or pictures of it to sure. kind of help you. So my guess is how wide is your door? Is it a 27? Is it a 30? A 20? Uh, it's got I don't know. probably it's a not, 27. I'm, I'm telling you that it's going to not be big enough for a standard wheelchair. Not right. that I'm intending to ever uh, end up there. But you never know. But if I'm going to put in a walk-in shower. Right. I want the best walk-in shower that I can roll in if I need to 10 years from now. Exactly. Yep. So I think there's always ways around things. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be just a matter of looking at it and seeing it yeah. and, you know, and figuring that out. Now, is it on the bottom floor? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Are you on a concrete slab? We are uh, on a, no, on a... Uh, foundation. Foundation. Okay. And we're on a, um, uh, sorry, a ranch home. I right. Through a blank. That's See, good. this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm losing my memory. One day I'm going to lose the other things. All right, so it's on a ranch home. So that'd be easy to convert that, easy that to a you know a, a they call it a zero entry shower. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a little bit more complicated to do on a top floor, but very easy to do on a bottom floor if you have a cross. Why is that? Just because the way you got to drop it down into the joists, they have a system called the Schluter system that oh, I would yes. definitely recommend to do. Listeners yeah. to making your own great. Know about the Schluter system. Yes, it's really a good system. They're very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, 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 it's much better than the Schminkter system, yeah. <laughs> which is another thing that's... But the Schluter. 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 It's a German company. Can you believe that? <clears throat> no. I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of do believe that. <laughs> kind of do. All right, Rhonda Benby Plummer, Help Me Rhonda Interiors, is here. Now you'll do a lot of things that are... In my opinion, my humble opinion, less intrusive on your home. We're not putting in a, maybe we're not putting in a shower. Exactly. Maybe we're just uh, sprucing things up. Yeah, I've got one right now. Actually, I met with her this morning um, that they just bought a house um, and she hates, like we going to say, hey, she hates the countertops in the kitchen. Yeah. The cabinets are very good quality. Um you know, there's nothing bad about this house. It's mm-hmm. just it. You know, it's not her taste. Yes. But the bones of this house was good for her, for them, and that's why right. they bought it. Right. You know, so we're sprucing up the kitchen. We're going to put new countertops, new backsplash, paint the cabinets, right, and be done. It's right. going to look brand new when we're done. Sometimes, you know? sometimes the builder has put an island, mm-hmm. like a larger island that humans need. Yeah. <laughs> They've. They've sort of encapsulated the cooking area. Right. Or partially encapsulated. Right. And I've seen people take those things out. Right. So sometimes you can get too big of an island. And, you know, I don't like per se, and some people it doesn't bother and it's fine, but a seam of the countertop oh, in the island, you yeah. know, because the island is so big, you, you know, they don't make pieces of granite or quartz or whatever you're doing that big yeah so i have like split them in two you know it's kind of cool if it works out you know in the overall design of of the kitchen i've like 
made them two islands. Yes. Because the kitchen's so big, sure. right? Made two islands with a walkway in between versus making that one big long island. And it's really cool looking. It gives it a little bit more oomph. On the fancy magazine covers mm-hmm. and inside the magazines, they show these tremendous islands right. in these really big kitchens. If no one can reach to the middle of the island... You can't even clean it. That's a no-go. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I wanted your opinion I mean, people do it. You know, they do it all day long. But, it, it. I mean, I've been in houses before where I literally would have to get the ladder, yeah. you know, to get myself a little taller to clean the middle of the island. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. We are uh, with Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. She's going to help uh, with our, your interior questions, uh, interior decorating questions, all uh, during this hour. Uh, 919-860-9783. Making your home great on WPTF. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors is here. She will answer any interior decorating question you you, you want. Yeah. 919-860-9783. Call me right now. We'll get you on the radio. Rhonda, um, is it too early? It's not. I know it's not too early now. To put up fall decorations. Oh, Lord, no. Because my wife has done it. Yes. You know those stores where you walk in and it's all like the season hasn't even started, but they're just, they just got the- Christmas everywhere. Christmas, all right. They got the other thing. They got, they got the fall stuff. They got pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns, and it's September. Right. But, it's you know, when you get to October, okay, perfect. That's my house. <laughs> That is my house 100%. And I asked if we have, you know, Halloween's going to end pretty soon. Right. Will we keep the fall decorations up beyond Halloween? She says, no. We go immediately to Christmas. Hmm. Is this okay? Tell her no, please. I I, I don't do that. I I know a few people who are very Christmas people, and that's what they like to do. Yeah. Um, I keep, I'm not much on Halloween, so Mm -hmm. I don't have any Halloween uh, decorations. I just do fall. Right. And I keep my fall decorations up until Thanksgiving, and then I do Christmas. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, it's just kind of the way I was raised, and I think that's probably the normal. But like I said, I do know people who put Christmas up like first of november right mm-hmm. we're going to be 80 degrees and there's going to be snowmen in front of my <laughs> what house. do they call this our second summer second summer <laughs> it'll happen all right Rhonda, tell me about minor things people can do to spruce up their home oh wow minor things so painting goes mm-hmm. a long way yeah um and you know some people might be good at their own painting and can save a little money yeah right some people just are not good right. at their own painting right so um painting is a big thing updating light fixtures if you're in an older house right goes a long way updating um plumbing fixtures well like what like faucets in your bathroom faucets in your kitchen yeah. doorknobs on your doors knobs on your cabinets oh yeah all of that can completely change the look of a house. You wouldn't have to do anything else, and it could completely change the look. Now, I had a home with 
wood cabinets. They mm-hmm. were that was beautiful. I mean, they were dated, but they were beautiful. Right. With these nice silvery poles. Right. Not silvery. They're brushed nickel. More brushed nickel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. My wife got the idea. We're taking every piece of hardware off. We're mm-hmm. picking up the phone, calling somebody. They're going to paint them. We painted everything an agreeable gray or some form of gray. Right. They were nice. Yeah. They really were. I like the look of wood. Most men do. But you really? Mm-hmm. Because you look at like law firms or or government buildings. Mm-hmm. And you've got the idea that you should see a lot of, you know, courtrooms. You gotta have a bunch of wood. A bunch of wood. Mm-hmm. Oak or maple or you know. All right. Here's my compromise. Yeah. Because I'll go into people's houses, you know, and their baseboards, their window trim, their yep. doors, mm-hmm. their crown molding is all still stained. Yes. You know, it's dark. It look it looks dark. Okay. The men would rather you cut off their arm than mm-hmm. to paint that wood. And the women can't hardly wait to paint it. Right. Right? So my compromise is we keep the doors stained. Okay. And we paint all the trim, you know, white or a form of white or whatever. Yeah. So that way you still keep it some of the warmth of the wood, mm-hmm. but you're freshening up everything else. And it, it it's really a good compromise, and it also is a brand new look. Right, yeah. And it just lightens up a space so much. I mean, I'm sure we've all seen, even the house I bought, Mm -hmm. it was a 1970s house, paneling on the, everything was that wood, it all matched, it was like everything, (laughs) you know, was that color. So, and I still go into a lot of houses now, but they've bought and they want to update. But like I said, the men don't, I like that stain, you know, so it's just a good compromise and it still, you know, brightens up the space. If the whole wall is paneling Ooh, take it what, down take it down <laughs> was there ever a really good panel of wood that you could put up on your wall and look good there was is there ever there is now you know some things that you can do but really? like back in the day that old paneling that you know you press it and you, and you know it just yes it just, it's not good you know, and that's what you're going to see in these older houses around here that people are buying and redoing, mine included. Right. Um, yep. You know, it's just that old panel. It's, it's what I grew up in, you know, in my sure. house, right? Sure. We all had it around here. It was the thing. You know, but now, what are people doing now? Shiplap. They are. You know, um, wood features on the wall, you know, different designs, wainscoting. Right. You know, all of that is very good and very current. But the paneling, not so much. Wainscoting, you the the wood from about chair height or you know chair railing chair railing down down mm-hmm. does that work in a fairly narrow space or do you need a big dining room to pull it off? Um, I think you know average. Really? I think average and chair rail is kind of out. You know, really. Um, oh. you know, and you know. What happens with it is you want to go a little higher these days than that 36. Okay. Because our ceilings are higher. Okay. Right? So I usually, you know, we, we're doing the wainscoting. Instead of that traditional chair rail, I do more like a cap. Right. And do it more at like that 42 to 48 inches. Really? So you still got enough wall to do art where you're not craning your neck backwards. Yeah. You know, to look at the art. 
Oh, sure. Yes, I've I'm going into like a houses now, new houses, and the builders put it way up. You know, it's as tall as I am. Oh yeah. Right, and you That's can't put you can't put art. I mean, you it just isn't visible, right? So I usually wallpaper those those spaces. You know, use the wallpaper as art. All right, talk mm-hmm. to me about wallpaper. Wallpaper's hot. Is he really? It's so hot. You know, yeah. I worked with a guy or met a guy socially mm-hmm. who was a wallpaper distributor. Right. The fella had a hundred books mm-hmm. of stuff, and I was at the time interested in doing crafts with my children at, at school. Right. And he gave them to me. He said, "Things are dead." This was maybe fifteen years ago. Right. Nobody was doing wallpaper. Nobody was doing mm-hmm. it. Now mm-hmm. we're doing it. Now we're doing it. I think the wallpaper's different. You know, um, the printing process now is just incredible. Yeah. Um, the glues and the paste are so much more updated now. So as long as your installer sizes the walls, these it isn't going to be an act of Congress to get this wallpaper down, cor- you know, correctly. And sizing the wall is more or less... Uh, <sighs> It's like when you paint, you've you, you like priming almost. Prime it. Mm-hmm. But when you when you roll this stuff on, when mm-hmm. you not the paper, but the, the sizing, sizing mm-hmm. people hear that and they mm-hmm. think, well, what is that? Size it right. I mean, it's a six by nine space. You put a six by nine paper. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's not it. No, it's this a just it's a like simple a, process. It is. It's very simple and. You know, you got a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there, and they don't even know about it. And so yeah. they're just putting that paper straight on drywall, and it doesn't work that way. It's going to take your drywall off when you, when you take it down, okay. no matter I, what the paper is. I want to avoid that situation. Mm-hmm. So I hire somebody, including you, mm-hmm. who knows this. What does it look like when that stuff comes off? I mean, if it's sized properly... Can I take it off and then not maybe, kill your walls? Yeah, not kill the walls. Mm-hmm. If you do it correctly, you can't do it. You know, like my wallpaper installer, I get him to take it all down, and they know how to yes. do it. You yes. know, you, you'll hear horror stories of of homeowners or whatever, like I'll never have wallpaper again. Like right. it took me three days to take it down. My wallpaper guy come in there and take it down in two hours. And they've got because this, he knows how to do it. They've got this steam and water thing. Yes, and then they go with the steam and water. Then they go with a a scraper. Mm-hmm. It looks like a you know for putting like, drywall on. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it goes they just know through. how to do it. You if know? you know how to do it, it's it's you get a good mm-hmm. wall. You get a good wall. You might have to patch here and there. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're taking the wallpaper down. Right. Okay. What do people? Just, what kind of patterns of people working oh gosh it's just all over the place i mean you know you've got the people who are wanting like scenes on the wall you know they have wallpaper now that are more like murals really Mm -hmm, that are just beautiful you know um then you've got you know geometrics are still popular the big florals are really popular like big scale florals really Uh um abstract d type of florals are very popular grass cloth is still very popular they also have new kind now that instead of grass cloth it's like a string like um it still gives you that texture right but it's it's string it's really beautiful well i don't know i'm not sure i want string on my wall (laughs) it's like string is woven into the pattern to give it texture yeah yeah it's beautiful it is Mm mm-hmm all right, I'd like a big floral pattern mm-hmm. in my house. I got to move some of my wife's stuff. 
I'm going to move the fall decorations. And if I don't get it done quickly, I'm going to have to move the Christmas decorations. Yeah, the worst thing about wallpaper is picking it out. There's so many choices these days. And like, um, it, it probably took me... I just put wallpaper in my laundry room. It probably took me six months to make up my mind on what wallpaper I wanted in my laundry room. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I see it all, too. You know. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors is with us on the radio program. Call us up for any advice about your decorating needs. 919-860-9783. Rhonda, there is an explosion, or there has been an explosion over the last five years uh caused by the Gaines family (laughs) more than five years now but yes okay right there there is a people even me know what shiplap is right which is like a woody thing right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a horizontal wood slats on the wall horizontal wood slats Mm -hmm. on the wall Mm -hmm. and there's other features this country uh, got a farmhouse kind of, the sign mm-hmm. says country farmhouse <laughs> and and you're living in a home in i don't know a brand new community right the home was never a farmhouse right not enough real estate exactly it. why is this is it just the gains no i think that she definitely started a trend there's no doubt about it right um, but things are evolving, you know, a little bit. Um, you know, so if people don't know, you know, one of the biggest furniture markets in the world is mm-hmm. High Point, North Carolina. Yes, it is. Right. So two times a year, there's a market there, you know, for, you know, everything imaginable. And that's where, you know, ev- you know everybody goes, you know, it's to the trade, you yeah. know, so... When, you know, I go, that's kind of how we're seeing what's coming out, what's new, where are the trends headed. Yes. Um, so the the farmhouse is still there, but it's more modernized. Hmm. It's a little bit straighter lined. It's more about the textures of that farmhouse style versus like the little signs that you're talking about where it's right. more country. Right. It's more modern. It's about clean lines, different textures. Okay. It's one of those things, once again, I'm not concerned that I understand it. I'm just glad you do. That's right. You understand it. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors, talking about interior decorating. You want to be on the radio show? Call us up. 919-860-9783. This is Making Your Home Great on WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, making your home great. Hey, stop by the North Carolina Wine Festival at the Cocoa Booth Amphitheater. Say hello to Sidekick Harrison or Chris Edwards. Hey, listen, I I knocked over the, uh, you heard it on the air a little while ago. I knocked over the schedule of football. And I want you to know there's an evening game tonight, uh, 8 o'clock. I guess they're at Georgia Tech. And as I predicted, the Campbell game had no interest for the cable TV guys. I mean, there was no no network that just stepped up and said, yes, we want it at 8 o'clock at night. So on November 4th, the Campbell game is going to be at 1230-something. So we'll have a Friday night. That boils down to this. 
Friday night, just a few days from now, we're going to do Making Your Home Great on a 7 o'clock schedule, 7 to 8 on WPTF. Couldn't tell you who's going to be on the show, but it'll be fun. Rhonda Benvy Plummer of Help Me Rhonda Interiors. Uh, the house is empty, and yet I like this little knickknack. I love these little knickknacks. Can you build a decor around it? Hmm. Usually the right way to do a house okay. is accessories are last. Oh, oh really? Yes. Okay. And the reason for that is think about when you're decorating a house, you got a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Think about how you get dressed, right? Mm. So your furniture, your rugs, mm-hmm. things like that would be like your outfit. Sure. Right? You can't really pick out anything until your furniture's in the room. You gotta okay. you got to have your furniture. So the guts of your home is what you're matching to. So okay. kitchen's the heart of the home. That's usually where I start when I'm building a house with people. Yeah. Kind of sets your color tone and your color scheme for your house. So your furniture is always first. Then, you know, you do your you know, like case good furniture. You do your upholstery furniture first, then your case good. That would be your what hard things like end tables, coffee tables credenzas tv stands you know all that kind of stuff desk kind of bedroom for no you do that after the upholstery after the upholstery Mm -hmm. and then you know then you do your rugs then you do your window treatments yes then you do your art yes and then you do your accessories Really. so it's like outfit shoes yeah yeah necklace earrings i usually put my earrings on (laughs) You know, early in the process. For the men, it would be suit, yeah, shoes, shoes, tie, tie, cufflinks. Yes, you see what I'm saying. Although, <laughs> you a, know, occasionally, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. I was going, <laughs> I was going to tell you how I no, but I, I put the scarf on last. Exactly. Right. On a you know, chilly and the day. reason for that, you know, I've had people call me. Maybe they were working, you know, with somebody and. They were like, you know, we're. Be- I've had this happen a lot. You yeah. would be shocked, you know, in the twenty-eight years how I have had how long I've had this happen. They've they're calling me and they're like, you know, I'm building this house, and you know, the little designer with the builder or whatever mm-hmm. has me picking tile, and I'm so overwhelmed, and mm. I'm like, so have you, you know, picked your cabinets and your countertop? They're not low. They started with the tile, and I'm like, well, no wonder you're overwhelmed. Have you ever been in a tile store? No. I, I mean, you go into a tile store, there's there's so much tile to choose from. Yeah. So here's my advice to anybody building a house and for, you know, they don't get a designer, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. It's it's worth the money to get yeah. a designer uh, to help you build a house. There's a lot of decisions to be made. But if, if you don't, mm-hmm. the way to kind of look at it is start with the selections or the things that you have the least amount of selections with first. Mm. That's the best way to look at it. You know, so cabinets first. Yeah. Right? You don't have but so many choices with cabinets. Right. You know, you're going to do white, stain. You can kind of do cabinets along with countertops if you know, you don't know whether you want that stain or you want, you know, white cabinets. Do you want navy cabinets, black cabinets, or whatever? You can kind of, as long as you got all your choices with you when you go to pick those countertops, then you can kind of make that decision along the way. But 
if you go to a tile store first and you've got literally million choices of tile, right? right? And then you pick out this tile that you love, but then you go to look at countertops and and cabinets of what your choices are. Mm -hmm. There might not be one thing in the world that matches that tile. And you got to start all over again. And that's what happens with people when they go pick tile first. You can't. You can't do it. The countertops, I've gone from having no money at all to having slightly more money but still being broke um go to the grocery store you're gonna be broke right exactly it's it's happened to me yeah but here but here's the thing i always associated granite countertops Mm -hmm. or stone countertops Mm -hmm. with a certain degree of wealth a certain degree of hey baby we've made it now i hate them and it's and you know, it's not. I mean, there there really isn't a lot of price difference these days between Formica countertops and the lower grade of granite. Right. Right. Um, you know, obviously a stone's going to hold up a lot of be- better than that Formica. You know, yeah, I don't. I, know. I don't know anybody who does Formica anymore, really. Okay. So granite now quartz is kind of a lot of people really like the quartz. Okay. Um, but I still have people who do granite, marble quartzite and quartz yeah i mean i i don't i I am i am of the of the design head that says if you try to do your house trendy and you don't like it you're not Mm going to be happy do what you like right if you like the movement of granite Mm -hmm. over the solid of a quartz yeah then do the granite you know because you're not ever going to be real happy with it but mm-hmm. if you're one that doesn't like a lot of movement, then do the quartz. Because a lot of the quartzes don't have a lot of movement in them. Some of them do, yeah. but not a lot of them. So, you know, everything has has their pros and cons to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where I can help people kind of to understand, you know, what is the pro of getting quartz versus the, you know, the pro of getting granite or quartzite you know there's there's a lot of pros and cons why the reason i hate it is because i've broken several coffee (laughs) mugs i want the material on my countertop to be to be less durable than the coffee mugs well that's not their fault now um that dave that's you you're being clumsy Yes, All countertops are going to be hard, but they are. It is harder. I broke things for I sure. Ask my husband. I keep breaking his favorite glasses. I get a coffee cup right here with a bunch of pencils in it. Mm-hmm. If I drop it on this formica at WPTF, it will not break. Right. If I drop it from two feet on the stone cabinet, it's going to break. It's going to break. It's definitely going to break. All right. Don't mm-hmm. fall in love with anything you can't. They can't love you back, including. <laughs> coffee mugs there's just a lot of decisions you know when you're you're building a house a lot you know i don't think if you've never built one you don't know right and we want you to turn to Rhonda benvy plumber of help me run the interiors your number is 919-263-9054 all right we're talking windows coming up with our pella window guy on wptf next The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. 
And of course, Making Your Home Great is a program where we bring people who are experts in their field. We pull them off the field and we put them in the studio every Saturday from 1 until 3. And today, Bill Gass is here from Pella Windows. How are you, Bill? Doing great. How are you? You, you It's windows and doors. That's right. We're going to get into both areas. You brought some guests. I did. Who did you bring? I brought a very good customer of mine, John and Jamie Lynch. Yeah. Um, we did patio doors. We did windows. We did all kinds of stuff at their house. Did patio doors? Yes, indeed. All right. Let's see how it turned out. Because this would be embarrassing, uh, John and Jamie, if it turned out it wasn't wasn't a particularly wonderful experience. What do you think, John? Was it? It was a great experience. It was a great experience. We can't hear him, so I'm going to ask for the producer to uh, uh, turn that extra microphone on. Um, Jamie, talk to me about the whole process. Did you really want Windows? Because, you know, sometimes you pick up the phone and you order something, you're not sure you want everything. You got a lot done. We did get a lot done, and... We were in a very particular situation that, thank God that we met Bill and we, you know, were able to work with him and work with Pella. Right. We did need, need new windows, but we made the mistake of going with somebody different first. No. And we had a nightmare of an experience and okay. lost a lot of money. I, I want you to tell us the nightmare experience. Okay. Do you want me to start, John? You start, and I'll okay. fill in. So we had a lot of rotten windows. Um, we had builder-grade windows when we moved into sure. our neighborhood. How old was the house? The house was only 16 years old. 16 years. Right, okay. but they were definitely builder-grade wood windows. Um, and we moved into a house uh, not too far from here in Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, we had two particular issues that we had to deal with. Uh, road noise. Uh, Wake Forest is just booming. Um, that was not there when we moved in. But right. we live on a beautiful golf a lot and we wanted to maximize the view yeah so my husband and i during covid we said we're going to be home let's let's start this project and we made the mistake of going on a website i won't say their name um and finding more of a handyman jack of all trades who convinced us that he could put the windows of our dreams in our house now it was the window of our nightmares now the ad was it for the product or was it for the service the service the service yeah okay and he and bought his own windows in. And you and you did what? The 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 handyman who was who first put the windows in yes. brought his own windows in. Ah. Right. They were not Pella. They and were they were horrible. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So um when we finally got through the nightmare, um we had a lot of red flags uh during the experience. I came home and had a hole in the front of my house. Mm. Um, they were getting ready to put tarps over it because the handyman had mismeasured the window and had already removed the old window and broke it <laughs> and then had to jam the window in. And at that point, my husband said, okay, put your hammers down. Yeah. We're going to have to move on. He jammed what window? He was jamming the the new window in? Right. The new window that didn't fit, that was mismeasured. He had to put two by fours in my house. He recessed the window in, causing a significant amount of damage to the house, right. um, causing water to recess in our house, and it, it was an, it was an absolute nightmare. And right. the problem is, is that my husband and I, at the time, we didn't know what we didn't know, sure, because we hadn't done the research that we should have. John, what you, what research should you have done? 
more than what we did. Yeah, well, <laughs> you just I, picked I, somebody from an ad. On, yeah. Honestly, I you know when I go back and, and live through it again. Yeah, we we just we were busy and we had just finished a big outdoor project, and and this this person we hired. We commingled some other projects, some rotten wood, some oh, painting. Yeah. Sure. And it was, oh, yeah, I can do windows. Uh, we, ch- we checked references. Of course, the references he gave us were going to be favorable. To sure. Him. Uh, but but the lesson, we, we should have done more. And let me tell you, there was a lot of information out on YouTube. Once we decided to, um, you know, every night, I think we did this for weeks, just educating ourselves on what to do, what not to do. So that's how we that's how we got educated. Now, that was after you hired the handyman mm-hmm. to put in the windows. Oh, right. he was gone. The handyman was no longer coming. You out. fired somebody in the middle of a job. Absolutely. Good for you. Not enough people do that. I've had people just do tremendously poor jobs at the house, and I've wanted to fire them. And I just didn't have it. We didn't want any more damage to the house that had already been done. Well, now, did you get a sense that he was in any way going to do quality work beyond that point? <laughs> John? <laughs> no. No. We, we, uh, we were losing confidence yeah. pretty much from the get-go. I get it. But we had put a sizable deposit down, mm. so I wanted to give him an opportunity. Yeah. But you... First and foremost, with windows, they got to be measured accurately. Even if sure. it's a poor window and you don't sure. like the window, if it's not measured and it's not installed properly, right. it's not going to function. So we started to see we had windows that were not functioning. And what we learned the hard way through our research is that the most expensive window is the cheapest. And that yeah, the most expensive window is the cheapest. Right, because everything you're going to have to fix afterwards. Right. Um, we didn't make that mistake again. Yeah. yeah. We have a we have a PhD in what not to do. Yes, agreed. I, I'm so I'm so glad you came out on the other end, but we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um Bill Gass is here from Pella Windows and Doors. Naturally, of course, uh Jamie and John Lynch are gonna tell you just the end of the story without not anything else. They're happy now with their windows? Thrilled. You're thrilled now. Thrilled. Now when you you walked into this, you had a nightmare. The question is, did you in any way regret the look of your house now? Now? Our, now. Our house is beautiful, and that's due to Bill, to be quite honest. He came in and had a creative eye that John and I didn't have. You know, right. He knew the nightmare we had been through. He you know, showed us products that were in our price range. Right. Um, and he actually, you know, he, like he took our view where we had four double hung windows in our breakfast room. Yeah. And he made it a picture window. It is stunning. Oh. It's actually the talk of the neighborhood now as the golfers walk by. They say, oh, my gosh, that window is absolutely beautiful. Right. And the view from the inside, we wake up every day, have our coffee in front of it. Sure. And are just thrilled with it. And it's nice and strong because if the golfers miss their their wedge and it hits a window it's no problem where they are uh if somebody actually gets a golf ball up that high and through that many trees yeah uh, they need to be permanently banned from ever holding a golf club okay. period right. we're going to talk a little bit of the, the side benefits you know the the way it turns out 
I mean, we're happy that you're happy, but we're also going to talk about the fact that there was something, there was a lot that happened in between you firing that knucklehead and the 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 end product with Bill and Pella Windows. Um, Bill, talk to me about Pella Windows just generally. We are the only window and door manufacturer who make our product, sell our product, install our product, and service our product. Yeah. We control every aspect of the process. So when somebody comes in and says, hey, I want to get an idea of what's involved in replacing my windows or my doors, you actually have somebody that is trained on installation, the product, the options. You're not getting somebody that just says, oh, I think I'll go sell windows today. You know, a solar panel's not for me, so I don't want to sell that anymore. Let me just, (laughs) let me try to sell windows. You know, it's all the same thing. If If his work truck has about five gallons of paint poured out of the back end and onto the bumper, you think, that's not my guy. That's a sheer sign of professionalism right there. <laughs> you know you're getting an expert when the five-gallon bucket tipped over and dumped out and spewed all over the highway. And he'll notarize anything. Absolutely. He will. Uh, so I, I want people to understand the complete nature of this. They're calling Pella Windows. They talk to your people. And your people install it. That's correct. You're not handing it off to, uh, you know, a million people. Because I see TV ads that are so deceptive. They're by a manufacturer of a product. And instead of just saying, hey, our product is great, what they say is, we'll install it in a day. And what happens behind the scenes is that once they get a phone call from you in North Carolina... They then have to find an installer, and they tell the installer, hey, by the way, you got to do this in probably a day. Anybody that wants to replace a whole house of windows. Now, I understand if you're in a small townhome or yeah. a condo, you only have a handful of windows. Okay, I can see where that might get done in a day. But if you're in a, a single-family detached home, you've got 20 or 30 windows. Anybody mm. that comes out and says, hey, we're going to get this done for you in a day. Yeah. Yeah. Think about the guy that's on the ladder. Think about how many people have to be on the outside of that window to put it in. Think yeah. about how many people have to be in and out of that house, yeah. taking it out, cleaning up the mess, putting in the window, trimming it, foaming it, shimming it. You would literally have to have your own small army on that house to do it in a day. Right. And if you do it, yeah, what is the quality going to be like if everybody is doing it their way? Right. There's right. no consistency. You have no idea what you have at the end of the day. Yes. And do you really think that they're going to take the time to look at the opening, make sure there's no rot? Is there termite damage? Is mm-hmm. there anything else that needs to be addressed right. before they just grab the window and shove it in there and say, okay, right. let me caulk this off for you. We're good. Right. The The other thing is there's a, there's a, there's a amount of talent that you have in your crew. And I don't even want to know what number it is, how many people are really good at putting in a window. But the guy who's a handyman, he's hiring Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't know nothing, but he's got to be there because he needs work to be done. Window and door replacement is invasive surgery on your home. Right. If you are going to go for invasive surgery... 
you are not going to go to your general practitioner. You are going to go to the specialist, be it the cardiologist or the neurosurgeon or whatever it is. To, To spend the equivocal amount of money of a major surgery that some people put in their home replacing windows and doors and not hire a true professional to do that. Sure. It... It, it just comes back to haunt them. It may look great. All right. So uh, Bill Gass is here from Pella Windows and Doors. Jamie and John Lynch got an interesting story to tell. We're going to talk about what happened after they fired the other guys. Uh, coming up. Also, we're going to hear from Sidekick Harrison and Chris Edwards at the North Carolina Wine Festival in moments on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making your home great. Making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Chris Edwards is at the uh, North Carolina Fine Wine Festival. Chris, how you doing today? Dave, great to be with you. It's a great atmosphere out here at the Wine Festival today. Getting ready to uh, hear from Chairman of the Board, one of the best beat music and uh, grooving bands in, yeah. in the triangle in the area so we're having a great time out here a lot of great local vendors and perfect weather at the wide festival here at coca booth amphitheater all right so have the lines eased up a little bit for the uh, uh i heard earlier from sidekick harrison that uh, the lines were long for the wine tasting yeah there, there are a lot of long lines at the wine tasting i'm looking around uh from our tent where we're at right There's a lot of lines in a lot of places but a lot of different wines the samples to sample, I see someone was selling some uh, wine slushies, uh, mm. all different kinds of wines. Uh, looks like they've got some other, if you're not into wine, I think there's some beer here as well. A lot of great local vendors, some food trucks. I just had a uh, chicken parmesan pizza roll a few minutes ago. That was pretty good. Really? All right. Well, enjoy yourself. Please yeah, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Talk to me about the uh, festival itself. Is it continuing uh, today until what time and then what's uh, tomorrow? Yeah, just today. We're here until 5 o'clock today, so it's today only. So if you got, what, another three and a half hours to get out of here, uh, plenty of time to come join us here at Coca Booth Amphitheater. Right. Chairman of the board, of the board, they're great. If you've never heard of them live in person, they're Good. phenomenal. So come on out and see us here at the WPTF tent. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Dave. All right. Chris Edwards at the North Carolina Wine Festival, Coca Booth Amphitheater, today till 5. All right. So talk to me, Bill Gass. And Jamie and John Lynch about pillow windows and doors. We'll talk to the Lynch family first. You fired the handyman. The, uh, we'll call him a knucklehead who who mismeasured. <laughs> That'd be accurate. It'd be accurate. You, you know, they say measure twice, cut once. Hmm. This character mismeasured the window. He was absent the day they taught that a handyman school. <laughs> and, and, and then what? And then what? How did you get connected with Bill? So John and I decided, like, we kind of put our pencils down at that point and decided to start doing some research on our own. And we needed to find out what we didn't know, if that makes sense. Sure. We didn't know what we didn't know. So we got ourselves on YouTube and found several YouTubes, and we found out about what is the difference between a pocket replacement door and a full replacement door? What are the differences between wood windows and vinyl windows? Right. Um, the differences of, you know, what? how much money should we be looking to spend you know, for um, our uh, priced house, you know, what are the questions that we need to ask? What are the questions, you know, how can we avoid, you know, high-pressure sales tactics, things right. like that? So I think once we did that, we narrowed it down to, 
you know, I would say three of the, the largest manufacturers and Pella was at the top of our list. Right. So um, I called just the 1-800-PELLA number and um, I talked with one of their representatives and they said, you know, I, I told them a little about our nightmare story. Yeah. And I think she felt really bad for me too. So I think I heard from Bill within almost 24 hours and we met with him and two other people and the creativity that Bill had, you know, to come in and say, hey, I think this would look great in your house or I think, you know, this, I think you should do it this way. Right. But the fact that he came in and saw how bad of a job that the handyman actually did and he said, relax, we're, we got you. All right. We're, we're going to be able to fix it. Bill, this. talk to me about that, that moment when you saw the work. What yeah. was wrong, clearly? What was wrong? Everything. Everything. Um, the windows weren't the right size. They were not installed correctly. Um, they had cut through the engineered stone in order to make the window fit. Um, they had destroyed pieces of siding trying to jam the window in. Yeah. Nothing was shimmed. Um, the windows, they were vinyl windows, and the way that a vinyl window is designed, on the bottom of the frame, there are these little weep holes. So in case water gets into the frame, the, the rainwater can escape out. Okay. Well, they had put trim and caulked over those holes. So if they were to get a hefty rain, yeah. the water was going to come either into the wall or run down the inside of the sheetrock of the house, mm. causing severe damage over time. I would not have known that because I don't install windows. Well, you know that if you're not in the business, you don't know that. Yeah. And when, you know, there are a lot of companies that sell a window, but that's all they do. They sell the window. They yeah. don't understand how it's going to be installed. The biggest thing that any customer can do that's looking at doing a replacement window or door project is ask the person how it's going to be installed in their house in sure. that space. Sure. If they cannot open it, if they can't go through those details with you and explain that. Right. To, so that you can understand and appreciate exactly what's <laughs> going to happen. That's not the person that you need to do business with. Right. Okay. So what did you do at their house? Uh, Re-engineered everything. You took, um, you took out a bunch of windows. We, we took out windows. We had to reframe openings. Um, they were very fortunate in the fact that I had... They have a lot of hardy siding on their home, so I could go in and eliminate all of the curved windows that kind of gave it a more dated look. Mm -hmm. So we squared off some windows. We changed out windows that opened and, and made large picture windows to open up the view. Right. Um, they're kind of up on a hill overlooking a beautiful pond with a fountain over the golf course. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to try to maximize that view as much as possible because, I mean, who wants to live on a golf course but not see the golf course the whole point of being there yeah. is to have the view yeah they also have um a very noisy street that used to be quiet but with the explosive growth in wake forest now right. there it's non-stop you have the buses the police cars the fire trucks and then the loud music and everything else yes so we had to figure out okay well that's the noisy side of the house so how can we make these bedrooms more comfortable mm -hmm. when the grandchildren come over and they want to sleep or if you just want to sleep in right so we changed the design we changed the glass we changed the style we changed everything i don't think that there's maybe three or four windows that we actually kept the same style in the entire house mm, right. yeah. um, there were windows on top of windows so we made the windows taller so that you don't have a window stacked on top of another window to try to open things up even more wow i've never seen that 
you, you've seen it. It's just a lot of builders, instead of making the window bigger, what yeah. they do is they stick a small 14-inch or 12-inch window on top of it in order to try to bring more light into the room. They okay. do it a lot with doors. Back then, it was more common to get a door that was 6'8 or 6'10 and right. put a window over top of it to get it eight feet tall. Like a transom. Exactly. Right. But now when you look at homes, everybody's going to eight-foot-tall doors and these oversized windows. All right. got to take a break, but we're going to be back with Jamie and John Lynch and Bill Gass of Pella Windows and Doors on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Well, we didn't plan to trash anybody. We thought we're just going to have a nice, polite conversation about windows and doors. And then Jamie and John Lynch came in and said, well, we don't want to trash anybody, but here's our story. And it's a horror story. Really is. You fired a contractor and then Bill Gass of Pella Windows and Doors comes in and he's your white knight. I want to know, how are things now? So I'll start. Um, again, we said we were very happy with with uh, the windows we have. But it took a while to get there. And and we did meet. We went back. We met with three reputable companies. Yes. And, and the reason we selected Bill was, again, you know, it, it wasn't as simple as just, all right, put windows in, put better windows properly measured uh-huh. into the house we needed a creative eye and and Pella rose to the top and and the product offerings of Pella also are very deep we started out with vinyl windows and ended up with something very different from right. from that really why bill well because the vinyl window you're very limited the colors size um, and a lot of the features they're they're more I won't say run of the mill but they're not as customizable as a lot of people want to present them to be what's the alternative to a vinyl window well they were great because they don't rot well you can build a wood window but you have to do something called cladding so cladding can be either an aluminum or a vinyl or something we happen to use aluminum yeah and the reason for the aluminum is because uh, the the correct terminology is extruding it but it allows the wood to breathe but the aluminum protects it from the elements, the hot, the cold, the moisture, the bugs and everything else getting into it. So you're creating a window that gives you the warmth and the beauty of the current wood windows, all the things that you like. Yeah. The versatility of color, the grid options, but you're not having to deal with all of the downsides of having a wood window because it doesn't have that same exposure to the elements. So to me, just casually looking at it, this is a wood window. That's right. And it's beautiful like the last wood windows that probably were on the day of installation before they rotted 100 percent, and that is when when our handyman came in and put the vinyl windows in yeah we were shocked at how different the inside of our house looked really? it looked terrible it looked it looked cheap to be quite honest with you yeah. and i'm sure not all when vinyl windows look like that but these particular windows did we have the wood windows back and i think for our price home we needed that back in there. And then I feel like if heaven forbid down the road, we had to sell our house. I think it would show so much better. And it does. It, it's stunning now. 
Right. They would have had to completely change their entire color scheme of their home inside and outside to make a vinyl window work. Really? And with the colors of their stone, the colors of their gutters, their roof, and the way that that house is designed, yeah. it just wouldn't work. Right. Yeah, I would say the the initial mistake that we made was not knowing how much you know proper windows cost. I think we just kind of said, all right, this is how much we think we can afford. Yeah. And this is our budget. And we kind of set our budget arbitrarily. Once we did our research, we we underestimated in a material way, yeah. you know, how much we should be spending for our size house. Sure. Um, for the value of our house on what we should be spending on windows. Once we did that, Pella came into the picture. A couple of other competing manufacturers came into the picture. And at yeah. that point, yeah. it was just, all right, who are we comfortable working with? Um, and, and, and what was important to us too, was having a, a, a company with a team. It's not just one person, but a team of people. Right. And that's how we felt with Pella. Right. There are a lot of people who just, they're riding around on the truck. They, they get the job and I, I, I understand that people are handymen, you know, but they get the job and then if the job's big, well, they hire, hire, a, you know, another guy who's a handyman. I love handymen. They're wonderful. Everybody's got to learn their skill. They don't have to learn it on the Lynch family home or the Alexander home. Exactly right. And, you know, the money that you're going to lose going through that route, just save yourself the time and the headaches and the frustration. Um, Had we done all the research that we should have done to begin with, we we wouldn't be in the position that we were in. Thank God it worked out okay. All right. Again, we don't want to trash anybody, but, you know. uh, Maybe we do a little bit. A little bit. (laughs) And we haven't trashed anybody by name except Angie. Although Angie is gone from the picture. It's, It's not Angie's list anymore. There's a group called Angie, and it's a brand new thing. Sure. That was our biggest mistake. We assumed when we got the handyman off of Angie's list that they had done all the due diligence and they had done the research. And you know what? Shame on us for 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 thinking that because they didn't. Um, you know, I think anybody can sign up there. Uh, they don't go back and they don't do any background checks. Um, you know, they helped us with some arbitration afterwards, but you know nothing. We won the suit. Nothing has has come of it, and we haven't recouped one dime of our money. Really, right? The the it's the old word assume. We yeah. always know what yeah. that does to us in the end. If anybody's going to do a major project in their home, and not just windows, it could be a roof, it could be siding, a kitchen remodel, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go on the assumption that the person that is going to do the work knows what they're doing and you're assuming that they're insured, and you're assuming that they've background checked yeah. them, their team, the people, you're going to get burned, unfortunately, because you have to find a company that is willing to invest and do all that for you so that you're always going to get the right person for the right project. Right. I hope that people listen to Making Your Home Great and the various folks who come on the show. We don't have people on the show who we haven't vetted. But the other part of it is our phone lines are open. 860-9783-919-860-9783. I'll even feed you High Park gift certificate if you want to call and ask a question about any of the people who've been on the show. The brilliant thing about having 
Bill Gasson from Pella Windows and Doors is because he's the guy. He's not the guy who's going to hire a sub. He's the guy. No, we so, are we're not just salespeople. Yeah. When, when you when you come on and you come to work for Pella, you're not trained on just the sales aspect of it. That's kind of secondary. Yeah. You are taught the general construction of a home. How is it built? How does it function? Yes. You're taught the creativity aspect of it. Do you need to go back to exactly what it is or can you pull out that creative element? Nobody lives in their home the same way as every one of their neighbors. Yeah. You have to find the wow factor in the home. How do the people live? Where's their emotional part? Are they attached to the golf course? Do they have a view of the lake? Right. Do they have this killer backyard with this patio? What is it that they like to do in their home? Are they entertainers? Do they just like to be by themselves? Do yeah. they have a spot that they like to work? Because right. if you can do, you can have the same home, but do three or four different ideas in each home, and everyone's going to have a different appreciation for it. Right. And after this other uh, character had been been ordered off the the job, it was the big window that he more or less left open. That's now the picture window. Uh, no, so no. that was another big window. Another so big we, window. We have thirty six windows, ten different sizes. So it's a pretty complicated job. But wait a minute, but, is that how it ended up? That's that, what we ended up with. That's what that, you well, ended well, up well, with. They were that way when we when we built the house. Oh, okay. Okay, but the but the big window, the one I the one I like to call that's artwork, is yeah. in the back of our house. Yeah. The problem window was in the front of the house in my office, and yeah. d- and during COVID, that's a problem. That, sure. That was my office. So now uh, it's damaged. Right. The, there was a, there was for a time a blue tarp in front of the window in your office. <laughs> It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. Well, I, and my wife wasn't happy. I, I get, I get you on that. All right, Bill Gass of Pella Windows and Doors is here, along with Jamie Lynch and John Lynch, who had an experience and a half with somebody else. If you'd like to call in right now, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three, and talk to us about uh, Windows and Doors, we'll give you a High Park gift certificate. $25 worth of food, which at High Park Bar and Grill goes a long way. Oh, yes, it does. Ask about the burger or the chicken or the fish. They didn't put that in the advertising copy. They didn't say, talk about the fish, but I ordered the fish better than a fish place. Honestly, High Park Bar and Grill gift certificate could be yours by calling in. All right, so Bill, generally speaking, why are the pillow why are the pillow windows better than the competition? It's how they're structured and engineered. Yeah. So every single window that we make, be it the vinyl window or the more expensive wood windows, you are never sacrificing energy efficiency. You're never going to sacrifice the quality of the build of the window. Mm-hmm. If you want to if you want to save a little bit of money and you just want a white vinyl window. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you like. We have it, but you're not going to sacrifice the quality of that um, that particular product and feel that well, I'm I'm making uh, concessions here because I want to stay within a particular budget. If you want a window with all the bells and the whistles and the customizability, we have it. Yeah. And then the other benefit there is that because we make all of our own products, we can do 
sliding doors, French doors, patio doors, all those things that coincide with that particular material that right. you're looking at so that it's consistent. Right. It's like, it's like having a car with three hubcaps and and the other one looks different. That's right. Three spinners and you know a fancy hubcap wheels and <laughs> and one left empty. Why would you do that? I guess it makes sense to have the people who are putting in your sliding glass entryway window or sliding glass door also match it to the windows that are right next to it. It looks a lot better. Yeah. Um, a lot of houses are built where there's a door right next to a window. So if you're going to pick yeah. out a beautiful new window, uh, inevitably we see it all the time. Customers say, hey, I just I just want to do my windows right now. You yeah. know, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with the door. But after they get that new window, right. they're calling us right back, sometimes even the day of the installation and saying, hey, this window makes my door look like a piece of junk now because I've spent this money on this beautiful window. I got to get this door fixed because it, it, yeah. it's just not the flow of the room is horrible now. Well, we've we've said the most expensive words in home construction or home renovation. While we're at it, hey, while we're at it, let's get the windows done. Yeah, those are the words that every sales guy loves to hear. They love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you're going to change that. You're your your plumbing's going to look bad. Uh, Bill Gass is here from Pella Windows and Doors. Jamie Lynch and John Lynch are satisfied customers. Call us, ask a question at 919-860-9783. We're going to talk about energy efficiency because I am so into this green thing. And I want to save money because Duke is just, oh, uh, they're, yeah, it's bad. I want to talk to you about changing my windows out and saving some nickels. We can certainly do that. All right, good idea. Bill Gass of Pella Windows and Doors on Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making your home great today. Bill Gass and Jamie Lynch and John Lynch, they are the customers of Pella Windows and Doors, or at least one of the customers. I'm sure, Bill, you've sold other you know, projects. You've oh, done oh, other projects. One, one or two more. One or two more. Talk to me about the idea that windows can actually save you some money based on the, the efficiency. I've got westward let's see rises in the east sets in the west i've got westward windows for some reason i've got five of them six of them and it is beautiful sunny in the afternoon but i know i'm heating my house with with that solar sure and and how can is there any way to reduce the I like the way it looks. Heat transmission. Heat transmission. Please tell me. So new windows and doors now, they have a coating that is put in between the glass. It's called low emissivity or what everybody refers to as low E. And what it does is it reflects heat back to its source. Yeah. So uh, the way that our windows and doors are designed is on the inside facing piece of glass, Mm -hmm. the exterior pane 
So it's the glass that's on the outside, but it's the the side of the glass that faces the house. That's where they put that coating. Yeah. And what it does is when that sun comes around and it starts blasting the side of the house, it kicks all of that away. Right. So when you're in a situation like in your home or in John and Jamie's home where you've got a wall of glass, yeah. you have a beautiful view, but you don't ever want to go in it. At certain times of the day, right. because you're either hot or you're cold, because right. the heat's either coming in or it's going out. Yeah. So with that coating, it's kicking it out, so you can sit there and you're comfortable. You don't feel the heat. The other added benefit to it is you can put fine artwork or an Oriental rug or yeah. hardwood floors, because the other thing it does is it doesn't allow the harmful UV rays to penetrate through the glass. It yeah. kicks that out and kicks it away as well. Grandma had a. Uh had a doily on the the table near the sun. And then one day she decided she was going to take it off. And there was a picture of the doily created by the UV rays. It's permanently etched on the top of that piece of furniture. Right, right. Well, all right. Bill Gass of Pella Windows and Doors is here. Jamie Lynch and John Lynch, who went through a horrible experience, but it's over now. It's over now. Did you ever get reimbursement from the first contractor? Not a dime. Not a dime. We were awarded uh, in arbitration uh, about $25,000 to help recoup a portion of the money that we spent. Wow. Um, but he has refused to give us any money When back. you say arbitration, arbitration through whom? Angie's List actually oh, yeah. offered oh, us uh, some arbit arbitration. But oh, yeah. We actually had to agree to that to actually go on Angie's List, and evidently so did he. Now, that being said, he's no longer on Angie's List because he refuses to, to pay out the, sure. the the settlement. And you can't actually take him to small claims court because this ain't small claims, is it? It's not. No. And, and we went down the path of, of a lawsuit, and the lawsuit was going to cost more I would have we would have incurred more costs sure. trying to sue someone who can't pay us back. Right. So we would have had to do it out of principle, and yeah. we thought about that. Uh, we were that frustrated, and right. then this option of arbitration came up, and it seemed probably the best way to go. And you you try to sue him out of existence, but that just means he'll become a painter. He'll be a painter next week. All they do is move around. Yeah. Um, all it takes is one natural disaster on our beautiful coastline, and contractors come out of the woodwork. Um, <laughs> they, they just start appearing. They take advantage of people who are in a emotional state. Yeah. Their, their house is tore up. Yep. Um, anybody that says that owning a home is not emotional yeah. They're, they're crazy because they've never had to do a major project in their home because everything that is done to your home is emotional. Right, right. And and this is a good example of a story why you need to find somebody of quality to do the work in your home, as Jamie and John Lynch learned very quickly. Bill, tell me about Pella Windows and Doors, not just the doors and windows, but your company. Talk to me about you know the people you work with. sure um i happen to work out of our showroom on uh 3252 south miami boulevard um yeah. we all live and work in the area where you're we're at your local church your neighbors your friends yeah. um 
we all work out of that one office. The installation team, the service team, the salespeople. Yes. We all work together because when we're all working out of the same building, we can help our customers to the best that our, we possibly can. So I'll give you an example just talking about John and Jamie's scenario. When I went out there and they agreed to let us handle their project for them, I immediately went to my installation manager and mm-hmm. said, hey, I need to borrow you for a few hours because we can't leave this customer's house like that. Yes. We didn't do the work, but I knew that just in the peak of COVID, it was going to take a little bit of time to get those products built and made. Sure. And one good rainstorm, and it would have created a whole new mess of problems in that house, and I didn't want it to get to that point. John literally had a tarp in front of his office window. Did the tarp stay as when you showed up? No, we took down tarps. We pulled off trim, redid trim, repainted yeah. things, recalked yeah. things. Yeah. Um, we took... We took some metal uh, just to try to sheathe it and create drip uh, drip edges and drip caps and yeah. whatever we could do to make sure that nothing would get in the house and create any further destruction. Right. Okay. You guys all work together. It's When we call Pella, in fact, we're going to get that telephone number out pretty quickly, but we call Pella Windows and Doors. Yeah, the, the phone rings not far in a physical location from the installers? You get a human being anytime you reach out to Pella. Okay. All right. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to hear. Um, the Pella Windows and Doors, the company's been around for how long? Almost 100 years. Really? Yep. Um, and the where are the, the windows manufactured? It depends on what the material is. Yeah. Um, our main corporate headquarters is in Pella, Iowa. Um, yes, the, oh. the window company was named after the town. It's Pella. a small Dutch town. Um, yeah. They are known for windmills and tulips. Um, <laughs> but if you wanted to buy our 250 series vinyl windows, they're actually made here in Reedsville, North Carolina. They oh, yeah. opened the plant during covid Um, it's kind of the sweet spot for me because, um, you're buying a brand name window, but you're also employing your neighbors out West. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we talked to a lot of people who've got some uh, sort of a chip on their shoulder about, uh, ordering things that are delivered, uh, from China or from, you know, Southeast Asia. It's, it's sitting in a truck sometimes. Yep. And that's it's it. in a container right. or it can't get offloaded. There's no real quality control. You don't really know the quality of the material that they used at the time. Yeah. Um, everything that we manufacture is built here, manufactured here, shipped here. It's all done by us. All right. The other scenario. Now, this will never happen, John and Jamie, but it, it will never happen that you open a door or a window so aggressively that you knock a piece off, eh, some piece of metal, or you slide up that window, and it doesn't doesn't feel good. You pick up the phone and you call Bill. Bill, is somebody going to come out? Absolutely. I can go in the system, create a service ticket, and yeah. we can get somebody out there um, as quickly as possible. Sometimes the same day, if it's something urgent, like the door won't close, right. obviously that's pretty pertinent. We want to try to get out there as soon as possible. Um, we had, uh, on their specific project, we actually had a big window with a scratch that was on the glass because the, the 
window was huge. Sure. So we got the window in, and then we came back and did what's called a reglaze, where we pulled the glass out and put the new glass in. Yeah. Um, so we can go out there and service anything because we're the only company that has our own service department. We right. got guys that run around in vans, and I call them my firefighting squad. They go out and take care of the customers. Bill, give me a telephone number and a website. 919-859-9881. That's our local showroom here in Durham. You can also go on to uh, RaleighWindowSales.com, and that will take you directly to our local showroom's website. All right. Thank you, everybody. News is coming up next. This is WPTF.